This episode of the Big Head Chats podcast on the On The Pine Sports Network is brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Marketing. For all your marketing needs, Gav and the team have you covered. They do it all, including making our new website. They made the process of creating and continually editing a website super easy. And the end result? Well, I'll let you check it out for yourself at www.onthepinesports.com.au. They also build online stores using Shopify. In these COVID-19 times when going online has been a must for some businesses, Gavin, the guys know how to get you there. Check out their latest store at www.wardrobebythesea.com.au. Now, some podcasts might give you a little discount code, but I'm not quite there yet, so keep listening, and maybe I will be one day. But anyway, you should check them out at www.molkay.com.au slash marketing. That's www.molkay.com.au slash marketing. Now, to big head chats, let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Head Chats podcast. It's a good vibes podcast today. I've uh, got some very special guests joining me um, from down there in Janjuk uh, near Torquay. Josh and Sam Bromley Lynch, the Cobard Cafe boys. If you haven't heard about the Cobard Cafe, jump on Instagram and uh, you'll see what all the fuss is about. Boys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Nashi. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the uh, on the podcast. Can't wait. Loving it. Now, now the podcast. I mean, sorry, the the cafe, the Covard yeah. Cafe. Um, so it's a digital cafe, Instagram live videos that were sort of daily, but you sort of just do them whenever you like, and yeah. just have a coffee, get people in, commenting, um, you know, putting up stories, tagging you guys, and that having their coffee. So, where'd the idea for that come up? So, so Sam actually came up with this Nashi, as you know. We're 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 very um, you know creative people, and um, <laughs> we actually Sam got fired, and <laughs> no, he lost his job with obviously um, everything going on in the world. And then um, I was actually meant to move overseas, you know, cue the violins, cue the sob story. I didn't get to go, but um, you know. We started this because we didn't really have too much else to do, Nashi, to be honest with you. Um, and we just thought, what's a way to stay connected with with our mates? And originally it was our mates. And then all of a sudden, Joe blows from Sydney and London and everyone sort of started joining. So it was just something we wanted to do just to stay connected with everyone pretty much. Mm. I, do, I do remember that, Josh. You, we were down there at the North Britain. Shout out to the North Britain. Great little establishment down okay. there on the corner there. Great um, the what do we call it? The chook pen. The chook pen. Chook pen. Um, <laughs> and you were telling me all about the the big plans you had. Sounded unbelievable. And then, not even a month later, I reckon, and we were. Yeah. It was done. Gone. He's still not over it. <laughs> He's still not over. It. He still brings up to me. Oh, I should be here. I should be here. Well, <laughs> no. The way the world is working at the moment. But to Josh's credit, he has handled it very well. Um, but it was unfortunate he couldn't go. But how many? If he, if he, yeah. How many emotional breakdowns have you had, Josh, over it? How many times have you oh, cried yourself to sleep? So I reckon like the first day that I, you know, it dawned on me because <laughs> it dawned on me. I said, "Oh my god, I'm not going." Like I've got to like it was like Shomo must have just done the press up, no international flights, and I said, "Oh, maybe they could let me go." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought. 
Save up all that money and, and, you, and you sort of quit your job thinking you're going and you've got the plans in your head. Um, and then now they're just, you know, it's just using your imagination because, you know, you're not going yet. So hopefully still get over there at some point. But, yeah, it sort of dawned on me pretty quickly when ScoMo said they're locking the borders, you know. Yeah, mate, I know the feeling. I had plans to go to Vietnam and oh, I was in. So planned for October, November, which... I had held out hope for when the lockdown first came, but as we get into into August now, almost September, there's um, yeah, I'm, I've called it quits. I think I'm done. There's yeah. no way I'm going. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Like you can, you'll still be able to have the chance to go, um, one day, one day, and, yeah, and just push it back. Help. We'll still yeah, be getting there. Yeah, it's just a delayed holiday, so it's fine. We'll get there eventually. Um. Exactly. So the cafe, I remember the very first uh, live you did and then blokes started coming over and right. I wanted to have a coffee <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. So can you talk us through that? Because obviously we were in lockdown then and there was strictly, you know, don't go to anyone's house apart from your <laughs> own. And then you've got blokes in your backyard having a coffee. Yeah. Matt, Matt, let me paint a picture for you. So I moved back to Ballarat temporarily when I lost my work um, and we would go for a walk most mornings yeah. up to the lake, like Lake Wendoree. And I told Josh weeks before, like a week or two out from losing my job, I'm like, and you could sort of foresee everything was going to happen. Like we'd have to be at home a lot and there would be like no cafes and restaurants. Um, so I said to him, oh, let's do like an Instagram thing where we just go live with our mates and just have a coffee with them. And we'd just, we prolonged it for like, it was like two weeks into that first ISO and we, we were walking back. I think it was a Wednesday. It was. And I'm just like, we both said to each other on the way back home, we're like, let's just pull, let's just pull the trigger on this. Let's just do it today. And we did some weird opening. And then the next day we just, well, no, that day we put all this stuff on Instagram, come to the Cove, like, make sure you join us at the Covard Cafe. And we, we've got like coffee in our backyard and all that sort of stuff. And about three or four mates rolled up and just started having takeaways out the out the uh, kitchen window. Harry Murphy. <laughs> Harry Murphy. Harry Murphy. Um, <laughs> Nick Clifton hadn't seen him in about four years. Um, <laughs> he came rolling up the driveway, just driving straight. He didn't even get out of the car. He <laughs> made us come and give the coffee to him. Um, and just a few people. So we had to explain to him afterwards that, no, this is going to be like an Instagram thing. And we're just like, oh, we'll do it every morning. Like, oh, we'll do it for the next morning at 8.30 or whatever it was. I, yeah, and a few people joined and like, this is actually pretty fun. Like, we're just talking absolutely crap. And, and it just seems to be interesting, interesting, interesting. Get it again. Get it, like, again. <laughs> it just seems interesting to people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and that's how it sort of developed. Well, because I understood the the confusion because the first time yeah, I yeah, saw it, I, I thought, hang on, like, is this a legit have they seriously opened a cafe? I and I and I didn't put it past you. I thought that's a genuine possibility. Um, yeah. And then the live started happening, and it made sense. But yeah, pretty yeah. funny. So the thing with it, Matt, is like we want to try and keep it, but keep it real. 
we sort of need to act as though yeah. we're we're, sort of, what we've done the whole time is act that we're actually owning a real cafe because yeah. you know we want to we want to sort of fill that void of people not going to a cafe so if we just said it was you know cafe experience it wouldn't be great yeah so having an actual cafe that we think physical is actually works good for what, what we like to call them our customers and, and like we have you know you have your, we, we refer to people as like the chef and then you've got like and like yeah as I said the customers like we've got weight like you say weight so I've almost made our mind believe that we actually sort of run this cafe and that's why I think people are like oh this is actually not bad because they're a bit authentic with it yeah but like when you explain it to people oh my God. who have no concept of it, they're just like, what are you, who are these people? What, and what, what are you expecting? We were just discussing before we jumped on about our man Snake down there in Torquay and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, down there in Geelong. And um, I was working with him a few days and I'd jump in the car and, you know, we'd, we'd watch the, the live at 8.30 and he just would turn off the phone and just go, "What the fuck are they doing?" He just did, he could, he could not fathom what was going on. And I said, "Snake, just I tried to sort of give him a little bit." He's like, "They're just talking no. shit. They've lost their mind. They've lost the marbles. What the fuck?" Yeah. So that's exactly yeah, well, that's, well, it is, mate. But I remember one day we got off like a line. We were counting the other day. We did about forty-eight or forty odd episodes. In a row. Cafe opening in a row, like every day. I like not that it's hard work or anything like that, but like dude, we we just went on with it for ages. Mm-hmm. But we just said after one session, we're like, that went really well. And how we think a session goes really well is when we have a lot of like customer feedback in the customer suggestion box. <coughs> so yeah, we we think that good discussions are music, movies, food, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's probably probably. <laughs> And that just seems to generate a lot of discussion from people. So they were just like, we just got to hit those, hit those boxes. I think, so yeah, like, that's what I have enjoyed, especially, you know, you kicked it off with the the Arnott's Biscuits competition. Yeah. So I look forward to voting yeah. on that every day. And um, yeah. And that, what, what other ones have you had? I can't remember off the top of my head. We had the chocolate one, and we need to try and actually actually pay that. It reminds me that we have to actually... We're in the process of starting a new tournament. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're just trying to think. But what's no, going I don't think anything will beat the Arnest. No, Arnest was like, just that off just the bed. Took off. Yeah. yeah, it was unbelievable. Like I was up at night, like the night before well, of the final. Now, see, like yeah. usually, you know, you might get a booty call. Like, <laughs> it was like pretty cool. And like, any, any, uh, any no, it's someone, it's someone abusing you because like the the shortbread cream's being kicked out. Look, <laughs> I'm as passionate as a person there is with the shortbread cream, but thank you. No message me at like one thirty in the morning, sharing your disgust. Like, so, so you know, but that's what we got. Like we got people wearing their heart on their sleeve, so yeah. it's good. That was good. Did that you just, good. did you just let him know that the people have spoken? The people have well, spoken. The customers like, have spoken. This is the people's biscuit. Oh, I remember the final. It was unbelievable. The I final was tight. I was watching that live yeah. because you could see people voting and all that sort of stuff and. It was neck and neck the whole way through. I reckon it was separated by eleven votes. There was one. There was one where it was like five hundred and five to five hundred and four. It was unbelievable. That's crazy. What were the What were the final two again? It was, it was the Monte Carlo and the. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Scott. Yeah, this reminds me because I think that the Scotty took the lead early. And yeah, it, did. My, it would have been. Yep. That would have been. No, it would have been. Bradbury. 
so lucky we didn't have a fishing hook cafe because they, if that had a one, it would have people burning it. So <laughs> yeah, because like, um, Ned and myself okay. were at home and we looked on early and just said, if if the fucking Monte Carlo doesn't win, this is <laughs> bullshit. The people oh, are they, idiots in the yeah. cafe. So I'm glad that the right thing happened. But, yeah, you're right. Thing, houses would have been burnt down. Uh, yeah. Things would have gone haywire, I think, if the Scotchy had one. Oh, mate, 100%, because like, there were people getting very upset. <laughs> well, there was nothing else to really get upset about. There wasn't anything else to do. So this was this was people's lives for a period there, those competitions. People, like, people aren't playing footy or netball or, you know, playing their normal sport. Like, this, was their, this was their bit of, like, competitive edge coming out. So we just sort of went on that, in a way, and, and it sort of, yeah, great. This is everyone's Tom Lynch white line fever. If we're going to put into the, yeah. into the current yeah. uh, news cycle. Um, now, the, now the name. the Now that it's yeah. there, it makes a lot of sense and it's very smart and I like it a lot. So talk me through that and how much deliberation was there between you two and then sort of who had the final say? I reckon no. I had the name. No, I reckon, oh, that's false. Bullshit. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought of it. You reckon? It's uh, I, I thought of it because I was at work thinking about it. Because I knew I was losing my job. Josh, mm. I, I, I can't let well, you I'll take any. No, I'll give you. I'll give you credit for that. I'll give you credit for the whole entire. Look, to be honest, Nash, I created the name and the cafe. So Josh <laughs> is really just. Josh, Josh is my little side kid. <laughs> um, no, he, he's done it Uh But no, the cat. The name comes from obviously the situation we're in, and I probably didn't. We probably didn't grasp the seriousness of what was going on. Yeah. Um, and we just made it fancy, like with that little apostrophe thing above the A. Yeah. Like, oh, fancy cafe, like, you know, you walk into some place and it might be just like, and and they'll have some French writing on top of it. And they're like, well, that'll sound fancy. And that's <laughs> Literally, we took the piss out of the, the, what was going on. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, we're very fancy people. Yeah. Yeah. And are, those the, uh, are those the places that can, they put the little French party and then they can charge $6.50 yeah, yeah, for a coffee awesome. or? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you talked about the audience that you've got. So it started yeah. in Ballarat and became a bit of a, a well-known thing in Ballarat. You were the you were the celebrities of the town for a period there. Um, yeah. Where how far has it spread? Like where where are people watching you guys from? Can you tell that from the stories? Like can you see where people yeah. are watching from? So I reckon the first. Week with you know Ballarat, Horsham, a lot of Western District, Melbourne, right. lots of mates in Geelong, um, those areas. But then all of a sudden, obviously London, because we have mates over in London who have moved over there, and then they've had mutual friends that well, they might share something and they see it and they, they follow it. So London, um, we had uh, Chicago, so it's pretty cool. There was this lady in Chicago over in. Mm-hmm over there when the, the riots were happening and she was like putting up Insta stories and she like sent us one like like loving these wild eggs are all on like it's horrible. Yeah. So it's so it's cool to, to see that. Like there's so many different things going on in the world. Um a lot of and then like, there was Portugal yeah. early on. Yeah. Uh there's Canada now. Yeah. There's someone from Canada. Um and it's, it's worldwide. It's worldwide. It's, 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 there's no travel bans at the Covard Cafe. Yeah, so. anyone can come from anywhere, which we love. Yeah, and 
spent like a bit of merch over to London. Uh, it's not cheap. But anyway. <laughs> 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 oh. So, so that's a good yeah. uh, that's a good bridge. We'll go into the merch. So I just got my merch yesterday, actually. So thanks for sending that through, boys. Uh, the, so the merch idea, when did that come up? And uh, you've got T-shirts and beanies going at the moment. Is there any plan to expand yeah. that to a hoodie, a hat, you know, long sleeve jumper, etc.? From you, oh, what would what would you buy? Obviously, you've already bought something, but I'm not saying you're going to buy something else. But <laughs> if if there was something, what would you buy? All right, I've got two things to say here first because I forgot to forgot to mention something. So first of all, I would I'm a big hoodie man. Love a hoodie. Love a big oversized hoodie. That's my uh, yeah. that's my go to. Um, now the other thing, the name of this chat, this uh, podcast, is Big Head Chats. So I needed yeah. to I needed to bring something up with you. The beanie that was sent is it oh, no. is it made for a child? Because I don't think you've understood how big my noggin is. Look, man, she's like, I raised something in the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I popped, it, popped, it, <laughs> popped it on the head and it went down to just the top of my ears and I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to break this in a second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Even when I buy hats these days, I have to be sure that the straps are long enough. I'm going to put this back on you. You know, you know that you have a reasonably big noggin. Or it'll be wet. Yeah. Well, it, mate, it's come with the territory. It has. I mean, I've the, it, lots of times in the past bought hats, um, and the little the little buttons at the back. There's not enough of them in some instances. There's just not really? enough. Yeah. So you know, you know, actually. So I'm going to put this back onto Gav. Gav can go fuck himself. Gav, that head is too big. Big head. Hey. You know what they say about big head. Yeah. Big baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Gavin, oh, dear. Gavin's fine. Yeah. Um, now, so you, you just discussed earlier how, you know, the so the, the lady in America and whatever um, and how, yeah. they, how much it, they loved it being in the current times that we were and how sort of yeah. grim it was being – it still is now, but it was then especially in lockdown um, – did you realise the sort of impact you were having on people? Because it definitely was one thing that sort of made everyone, you know, something they look forward to in the morning. You know, they get to jump on. There's always some chat in, in the message box. And then, you know, when the votes were on, like, did you did you understand the effect you were having? Not at the start. Not at the start. Um, like, if we could actually talk a little bit seriously here. Yep. Like, not at the start. We, um, we are honestly just doing it all with, a bit of a laugh and everything like that. But when you started getting messages from people, like complete randoms into the to the um into the page, like saying that it's just like it helped them through it so much and um it sort of sets up their day. Like these people we we have no idea who they are, we've never met them. And when they said that we, we sort of had a bit of an understanding, oh this is this is just helping just that little bit. 
And then we just thought to ourselves, all right, if it can just help that little bit, even if it's for five, ten minutes, um, then we're, we're happy to do it. Um, and then even it's probably the most you feel it is when your actual friends and, and people say it to you that, yeah. that it helps them. Because, um, you know, it might take them a bit to actually say that, but when, when you know it's helping them as well, um, yeah. you know we're doing the right thing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm with that one, yeah. Yeah. It's been great. It, it's... Um it's amazing in the times that we're in the things that will get you through. Um, mm. So like, for example, <laughs> had the urge lately, I've been, maybe it's because I've been babysitting my little cousins and whatnot, but I've had the urge to do some coloring in. So yeah, I bought a coloring book and some pencils and I'm so excited to do it tonight. That's, okay. that's uh, a bit of that's, that's, what it, that's what it's all. Yeah. And you just, what are you like a pencil textile sort of, I've gone with the pencils to start. Uh, I feel they'll probably last a bit longer. And yeah, yeah. I think the overall presentation of my art at the end will be a bit better. Yeah, you're not a four-year-old. Like, get, get, on <laughs> get on the pencils. And I've, tra- and I've treated myself to some good pencils as well. So some proper ones that hopefully uh, should last a while and, and create some good stuff. So, um, well, you deserve a good yeah, I think I do. I mean, I went and bought myself a Harry Potter coloring in book and, you know, I'm fucking stoked about it. So, it's great. It. Hope you got a bit of red there for Ron Fair. <laughs> yeah, plenty of that. Plenty of that. Um, now, so as the podcast has gone, you've you've cracked the ton. So, you've had 100 episodes, had the big um, 100 episode and got the liquor license. So, you had a couple of beers and did the, did the late Arvo slash night live instead. Um, two hours. No, two hours. That's Did it really? Two hours. Yeah, hour forty-five. Yeah. So, do you see so, that? Do you see that becoming something you do a bit more? Maybe not for that long. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you can hack doing it for that long again. That. But if you know, doing the the late night having a beer. Yeah. yeah, I think we might do like the fortnight every Friday fortnight or something. We'll call it, or like you know, Friday fortnights at the Covard Cafe. Yeah. Um, just because it was bloody fun. Yeah, like we actually got a bit cactus. <laughs> because, because <laughs> people are like staring at us going, you know, yeah, we're responsible human beings, Holly. Uh, but we had to do it. Like we kept the crowd wanted it, yeah. customers wanted it. Um, but it was good fun. It was just that different sort of perspective, wasn't yeah. it? And like I dare say, people were having a beer or wine. Um, they might have been having the tea during it, but but we had really good feedback from it. And once again, it was one of those things that like, had a purpose and it, and it served a purpose. So no doubt, we'll probably keep it there again um, because it was good fun. Yeah, we love that. And so beer of choice. So what's your go-to beer, not for a night where, you know, you're getting on the on the sauce a bit, but what's the, what's the beer of choice where you're going to sit down, you might have three or four, maybe five, uh, just for a, a nice little calm Friday night. What's the beer of choice there? Yeah, no, I'm going to go, it's a weird one, and it's, people will call me a little bit soft, but that's their property. Um, but it's also my choice to put what I want in my mouth as a beer. And it's uh, a can of 4X Gold. Now, people really? say we're not, we're not in Queensland here, but there's something about it, especially down in the coast for some reason, that just it just goes down really nicely. It's something that I've just done lately. Just like you can have two, three, four, and it just it doesn't sit in your stomach. Um, too bad. It comes in the 30 block. Yeah, it comes in the 30 block. It's cheap. It's really good. 
I enjoy it. I, I think I, I am with Sam with the, the 4X, um, but also the other night we had a beautiful Blackman's, Blackman's Brewery wow. and, the, and the lager there is something that I'll probably look into because that was unbelievable, actually. Okay. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Probably end up going there tomorrow to Blackman's Brewery down in Torquay and probably grab myself a little four-pack, I reckon. Yeah. What about you? So, <laughs> I've gone the complete opposite way. For the last little while, I've I've been liking the VB stubbies. And they do sit yeah. in guts, and I get that. But just, they t- actually taste good, I think. They actually taste really nice, oh, I just, and I enjoy drinking them. No, they do. I'm, I'm not a beer snob at all. No. But that's just could change in the next few weeks. So, that's just something I'm enjoying at the moment. Yeah. And I Nothing think... Middle-aged isolation like a VB stubby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. I've actually, I've had the Forex Gold. So what Cairns footy trip, you'll be drinking anything on footy trip anyway, but the Forex Gold was like basically their Carlton draft up there. Yeah, and so yeah, we had it every yeah, day and I liked it. On tap, it was actually really nice. It's good on tap. It's good in the, good in the warmer weather. Now, did you get, did you get the tattoos? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Because there was, there was you, Tommy, Matt Go, and Nathan Oliver, and then a couple yeah. of chicken out. Uh, well, I'll, so I'll paint the scene. I'll paint the scene for you. So we're we're up at this really fancy joint up in Cairns, really fancy joint, and um, the tattoo idea came up. It's about three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon, and I was hand straight up. I said, yep, I'm in. This is good. Um good idea like four o'clock in the afternoon on a footy shoot <laughs> <laughs> correct and like this is like oh it might have even been was it day oh day three maybe day three so like you can imagine the state we're in by this point we've had a couple of big nights already and then yeah so we go to get oh, there's a few blokes sort of murmuring about it and then they only ended up being the four of us and yeah, yeah headed down there um got it and then headed back and had to like you know, mid-session, go to the toilet and, like, clean it, wash it, take off the bandage and actually look after it. And I couldn't couldn't even see out of one of my eyes and I'm trying to do that for a tattoo. <laughs> oh, no, how's the, uh, how's the anxieties in the morning waking up with the tattoo? To be honest, I I didn't have any. I was – I loved it. Tattoo. It's, it's like it's like having a little prickle on your, on your thumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it is it is it's tiny. Like it's it's one word. Um, but and you, know, and you know what, Nash? I bet you it kind of means something to you as well, though. Like, yeah, it does. Talk- it does, mate. That like footy trip was unreal fun. And as yeah. uh, as Nathan was said a few times, he gets out of the shower, and it's just a laugh every time you get out of the shower. There it is. <laughs> like you just can't miss it. Um, yeah. And the funniest part is, I'd managed to hide it from mum and dad. I don't; they never were going to care about it, but I'd managed to hide it from them for a while. And then they helped me move house a few months ago, and I've done the big yawn, and jumpers come up, oh. and there she pops out. Mum just sort of poked the head around and said, "What's that you got there?" And I said, "Oh, nothing, Vicky." And yeah, yeah then I was I was done. Tattoo found. Nothing, mate, because you love wearing an extra baggy t-shirt. So, yeah, I was in, <laughs> I was in the, uh, I was in the moving clothes. I might have been a bit tight fit, you know, in case yeah. some uh, lovely now, ladies might have been looking on. Now I know that our parents, right, have you know conceived us, raised us, those types of things. But like Jenny, 
Bromley, our, our mother. Lovely woman. And so, Legend. so busy. Legend. And, uh, but like, they reckon it's their skin. Like, they, like, every time I say I'm going to go get a tattoo, so I have to go get one for the cafe, actually. Yeah. I've been holding off to that because I love the dance concert. <laughs> yep. I have to go get a tattoo. Yep. But like, every time she has this bloody stick. And but it's not her skin. It's not. No. No, and I know it's on the same name as her, name, same um, same surname, but like, it's not your skin, Jenny. Exactly. <laughs> Just live a little, Jenny. It's a bit of fun. It's a, it's a memory. It is a memory. And it, it would definitely, imagine looking back on the, on that tattoo in 15 years and it'll be, you know, that's the Cobard. Remember that time? That was great. Right. It went down. Right. I'll replay this to Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to the to the Cobard. So you've started getting guests on as well in the sort of last few months. Um, yep. What made you want to head down that path, getting guests on? Uh, something new, something different. Keep, you know, keep us stimulated as much as it keeps the, keeps the guests, uh, keeps like the customers stimulated, uh, I guess. Well, let's not, you know, separate the issue, Josh. They also have large following. Yeah, and you know, it's just a, it is a way to try and it's generate. It's just, it's a way to grow because, like we've said to each other, like you know, we're not going to just stop the Covard Cafe. It's it's something that. So while we're doing it, we might as well just try and keep growing it. But there's, to be honest, with every guest has been so good and sort of aligned with what we're after. Yeah, like we wouldn't just go and get anyone just because they have followers or whatever. It's like we've we've picked them out properly. Yeah, I've actually written back. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and it's been great for us to, yeah. you know, hone in on. We don't know them. Like we don't know them. We wouldn't know them from a bar of soap. Like the first time we see them is the, when you guys see them as well. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a good thing as yeah. well. Like it's not one bit scripted. Like yeah. we ask similar questions all the time around cafe and cafe habits and coffee and all that. Exactly. Stuff. But like that's the shit people want to hear and actually like. People are sick of hearing like those um, manufactured answers and manufactured questions. Like, um, like people want to know what those people were like drinking at cost like at cafes. Like, would they take an order back? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the like shit people want to know. Like, they don't want to know other other stuff like in depth stuff. Like, that's well, that's, that's how I, that's how I see it anyway. I think it, I, I think it's refreshing as well. So you've had a lot of. Um, athletes on as well it's probably refreshing for them to be asked different questions and to have different conversations in an interview exactly. and one they probably I'd, I'd imagine they'd enjoy it i mean they're sitting there on their couch don't have to go anywhere having a coffee talking about you know their what they like to do when they go to the cafe what they order what exactly. kind of eggs they're getting 100 percent, and that's like the beauty of it because we know that people like to hear that stuff but no one asks it so we just do it because that's what we want to know so what what's the uh, what's the selection criteria? What goes into deciding which guests you're going to get? The yeah. good vibes is a must, as we know. But what else goes into it? Yeah, yeah the good vibes obviously a must. No one that takes themselves too seriously. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big yeah. One. It's all it's all this whole thing's a bit of a, a not a piss take, but it's, it's just a a lot of fun. So just people who love a lot of fun, people that banter. So so like things. So our the premise of our show, a lot of it is dancing, and we dance at the end, right? So mm-hmm. how we probably answer a question on who we want is, yeah. will this person dance with us at the end? Or at least just give us a bit of something. It'll give us something. And if it's a, the answer is no, then yeah. they aren't uh, getting invited. Yeah. No. But if the answer is yes, probably, then they are, we're going to try to get them in. 
We love we love that. And I think the dancing yeah. the dancing's the, the funniest part of the whole thing, I think. Especially when, you know, Jenny gets up, has a has a dance, Dizzy's in there. Yeah. Uh <laughs> we love to see that. That's superb. Um well, it's beautiful. What, beautiful thing, Dan. Yeah. Were any of the guests that you've had already following you on Instagram? Like maybe well, Kate Sobrano. Yeah, Kate Sobrano just started following us one day. Um and we thought, like, Wow, that's Kate Sobrano, let's hit her up. And she was probably one of the, she started playing the piano for us, she was singing. She was unbelievable. Yeah, she was, like, she was up and down. Yeah. It was like eight o'clock in the morning, we're just talking about all different types types of things. And she was she was so she started following us. It was awesome. Um but otherwise not really. We've hit them all up. Yeah. So who's been the best so far? Because I've loved, you know, Dylan Buckley fits the mould superbly. Mickey Barlow, he fits it superbly. I like Dyson Heppel. Um, yeah. But obviously I'm a footy head, so I'd probably lean more towards yeah. those guys. But you've had a range of different guests from a range of different sort of areas. Um, who's been yeah. your, your favourite so far? So Hugh sort of kicked us off. Hugh, yeah. uh, Ben Collander from the Zoo Project. Yep. And he was, he was, that went like that was our first guest, and that was just unbelievable. So there's this thing after like, when you've done a really good one, especially oh, at the start. Yeah, especially at the start, you got like these endorphins out of it. Like when you sort of press, because one you're dancing, and right. like that stimulates the, the mind and body into to becoming positive. But then, like if you do a really good one where the vibes are up, like you're up and about, mate. Like after you press stop, and like you're gone away from the camera. But we're like high fiving, like dancing still to the music and the one with Hugh like we had we like we're just like on cloud nine like we're just like this is unbelievable because he just gave so much offered so much time and um he just knew exactly what the cafe was about and exactly what we wanted um so he was just awesome and we've had and with all the all the all the um people we've had on we've had pretty much similar similar reactions because they've just been great to have him yeah, I think, and I, I have listened to him before on multiple different podcasts and stuff like yeah. that, and he's superb, does a great job. So um, I do know the feeling, you know, doing a podcast and you have a guest on and the nerves you have beforehand, especially if it's someone like him um, yeah. and there's people that are, you know, they're, they're famous, they're celebrities, and then, yeah. you know, you feel like you've done your part, they provide everything you thought they could and more. Yeah. And it's just yeah. cloud nine there for a while afterwards. The worst, the worst was like when we had him on and we thought we couldn't get him, we couldn't mm. access him. So we're like, oh, where's Q, where's Q, where's Q, where's Q? <laughs> we're, just like, we're like, fine. But like, we weren't very, like, we're just like, where is he? Where is he? Where is this bloke? So we'll be tend to that, but then after that, it was all good. Yeah. So any special guests in the works that you want to... We're trying to get more females. Like we've, we've reached out to a lot, um, and people probably think like we're at the stage where we've had a lot of males, but it's not out of out of um, on purpose. No, like it's just that we're hitting up these people, and then we're just lucky enough that these people write back and agree to it. Whereas we've probably messaged just as many females, but they just haven't responded. And a lot of those, that's, not, that's like they're probably getting that many people into their DMs, and that's mm. completely fair. But we are trying our best to try and get um, some females as well. You've got a couple in the work, 
Matthew, who would you like to stay on? Ah, uh, four. Put me on the spot a bit there. Uh, I don't know, really. I, I do like the idea of some more females. I love listening to female athletes talk um, every time there's a, yeah. a podcast or something and, and they're on there. Like, I love listening to Candace Parker um, over in America. She's superb um, with her analysis, but she's obviously, I think she might be a little bit out of the range at the moment, but we, we, I feel like you can get there. Um yeah, that's it. That's it. I have experienced what you've experienced already with this podcast, branching out, trying to trying to reach out to people, and uh, yeah, donuts back. But that's part of the part of the business. Yeah, and that's the thing. They don't take it personally. Like they're not they're not trying to personally say no or just not even responding. Now, the Friday morning outfits. This is the one thing I was pretty keen to talk about uh, from the start. Yeah. Where, where did the Friday morning come uh, outfits come from, uh, and whose idea was that? Just mum and dad's closets, mate. Just <laughs> mum and dad's closets, and it's just um, we've got to give a lot of credit to like uh, not just us two, but um, Tony Lockyer and Tommy Tommy Lynch, our brother. Like we're they're sort of very much behind the scenes of things, and uh, we've all sort of just come up with it. Fun Friday, like people like people love the fun Friday, so like they will funk it up and just have a good song and dance and all that sort of stuff. Dizzy and Jenny, yeah, have, they've got some like fire clothes, man. Like some of the yeah, some I, of the stuff you're rocking, I I'm so around it. I love it. Seriously, sweet clothes. I said to I said to mum or dad the other day, I said, "Bloody hell, you were fashionable." Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they were quite, quite surprised. But like they they took the hair yeah. a little bit. Exactly. Like, of course I was. But no, some of the stuff, and you know what it's like, mate. You live like in those suburbs where the things that you, we wear there yeah. are right up their alley yeah. around your suburbs suburb where you live, mate. Yeah, so, correct, suburbs. correct. The uh the older and the weirder the clothes, the better down here. Yeah. Uh, sort of Fitzroy, Brunswick, Carlton area. Yeah. It's great. And you know what? Well, the weirder you are up there, the more normal. Yeah. Yeah, correct. The best thing is you sort of put the funk clothes on, and you Past the third yeah, button, getting lower every single week. Um, so long. So Funk Fridays is obviously a day. You've got other days during the week, and you have sort of diff- special days. You know, Wordsmith Wednesday, etc. Talk me through those and, and what you what your week looks like usually. So we sort of like because we're doing every day when we first started. We needed just some themes along with the day, um, and like. You know, we just thought it would it would um it'd be good for people to have that structure. Like they know that oh, T Thursdays is on a Thursday, obviously. But but the things we've kept with is is the quiz on a Saturday, and that's big. Like the quiz is quiz is big. Gets, like that yeah, gets interest. over hundred. Yeah, a lot of interest, and that gets over like a hundred people watching live pretty much every week. Um, and that that's a really that's a fun one too. The quiz is like Saturday, people are a bit more relaxed. Um, what else do we do? When Wednesday was something we just came up with 
with like Tony and, and Tommy and Sam, obviously. And we just thought, let's give the, the like, it's not just Sam and I at the front of it. Let's give our customers who are like always in and watching and being active, let's give them a chance to sort of come to the forefront um, and get their, you know, not time to shine, but they just get their book in and they just get to do something creative, something for the cafe or something for them. And, you know, it's helped out a lot of people. A lot of mates that have got um, to do the to do the wordsmith. It's actually helped them in like this tough sort of time. So that's been beautiful actually. Yeah, I think it's it was definitely one thing for me was, you know, you wake up the Saturday quiz. I don't I like I'm not good with trivia, so I can't answer any of the questions, but I love watching and uh and seeing what people come up with. Um and yeah, the Wordsmith Wednesday, there's some nice ones in there early days especially from uh a few people. So I love that part. Um, now, the locations of the cafe. So you've uh, you've had a fair few locations um, over the hundred episodes. Talk us through where you, talk us through talk us through where you've been. Well, obviously just in the backyard in Ballarat. That was the mainstay. Beautiful, beautiful setting. Yeah, it was a great setting actually, and with the with the little tune in the background, it really fit nicely. Nice. Um, but there, a lot down in Torquay, like in our cabin in Jandjuk. And then we did a couple on the side of the road that were really good. Yeah, we I do remember those. And that was over the was good. We didn't know what was going to happen. No, you don't. Not so. a car, car crash. You're just waiting for what's going to happen next. So, <laughs> yeah. And then we did one with, um, mate, at the front of this cafe in Jandjuk down here. And like, we'll tell you a funny story. It was like, it was 8.20 and we'd just gone for a swim in the Blue Doctor. For those who don't know, that's the ocean. Um, <laughs> and we got back and we we're ready to go at 8.20. And we were at our cousin's place and she's like, oh, I don't think you should do it from here just because um, there's some things going on, blah, 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 blah. So we're like, shit, we've got 10 minutes till we have to get on. Let's go down to the park and we'll fill from there. So we're like, we need a coffee first. So we went up to this cafe in Janjar. And they, they're usually really quick and like like two minutes and they'll take them like five, six, seven minutes. And I'm in there waiting, I'm like, shit, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get a wriggle on here. And I'll walk out of the cafe with two two long blacks and Sam's like he's <laughs> just pulling stuff out of the uh, the boot. like, Fuck it, we're doing it here We just go to this little park, like this little bench next to um, the cafe and it was a beautiful setting for it and then that was like the that was the best one. That was the best one we've done, I reckon, because there's two random blokes walk past us and we're like, in the dance. And we're like, yeah, shall we get into dance? Shall we get into dance? And like, it's like, we needed like people to like give us confidence, but like, from the custom suggestion box, we're like, yeah, let's do it. So Sam went over and asked him to dance. I did a bit of commentary to say how he went. And then by the end of it, we ended up dancing with these two old blokes that we've never met before. It was great. So was that, was that the one, what, what was the episode where you were out out on like a hike, it seemed, and you found two blokes to dance with. That's was, that, was that the one? That was it. That was yeah. it. That was it. That was it. That was it. it. Bad, bad, bad isolation and we didn't really want to go looking for these two older blokes who are probably the most vulnerable people in, <laughs> in in Victoria. So 
um, it's all let that one fly and let that one through the keeper using yeah. a sport analogy. Yeah, fair no, enough. That was a good that was a good one. Now the other highlight I'm sure for you is was jumping on the Today Show. Uh, can you? So how did that come about? Did you like? Did someone put you up for that, or did they contact you? Yeah, did they send you on Instagram? That one of our customers, I think, hit one of the journos up, and uh, the journo then messaged us and asked us if we could come on. So we we did on a Sunday and. Uh, it was mainly it was mainly like, we clicked this new yeah. yeah, we we amped it up massively and then for some reason our Zoom wasn't working or, 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 or the producer the message there, like what are you guys on? And it was pretty chaotic at two three three Forest Street. <laughs> I was like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like pillow. Oh no. We're gonna stand <laughs> We've told everyone from today, so we're not ever going to get on. So it was, so it was really funny. Well, I don't think Richard Wilkins was a big fan of us, but uh, Beck <laughs> Madam was, and it's a lot of fun. So Richard Wilkins is sort of he's known as the enemy of the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 we refer to him as the Voldemort of the cafe. Yeah. So I, I was going to mention that. What was Richard's deal there? Because he seemed so to Richard, just not give you a lot, and I didn't know what the issue was there. So we realised that because uh, we had a sign up in the background and it was called and it was like Tobard, and during the ad break they spoke to us and I was like, "Okay, oh, Josh and Sam, how are you?" Like, "Bloody good, yeah, they're good. We're looking forward to it." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, with Dicky like puts his glasses down and looking, what's, that, like, Tobard? what's that say? Does that say COVID? And we're like, "No, no, no, Tobard." And then like Sam like whispered to me, "He's like, I reckon Dicky had COVID. He did, and he did." So, oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah, he had he had COVID. He had the Rona. Like, yeah, he had the Rona. Yeah. So like, we just thought, shit, nah, he might not like this. And look, I don't think he hated it, but he was sort of like, what would you call it? Not as warm. Not as warm. Like, we're not inviting him in the cafe. No, he's know? not coming in. There, there, there was definitely. I don't know. There was just something going on there a little bit with him. But uh, Beck loved it. We loved Beck. I think you can invite her to the cafe anytime. We tried. She didn't answer. So we'll try again. You never know. <laughs> We're going to try again. You never know. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head, but one of you guys dominated the interview. Which one Which one dominated the answering of the questions? Josh did. <laughs> what? Oh, no, Josh, there's been enough feedback now. I've been up to <laughs> Yes, uh, you did. I didn't really care, though, Nash. Like, Josh... Um, you know, I came up with the, the name. I came up with the concept of the Let's, cafe. But Josh is a Josh just saw the saw that red light, uh, saw National Television, and forgot all about. It's <laughs> <laughs> left you in left you in the dust, man. It's crap, Josh. Um, yeah, it was it was, it was very funny. Now, did you did the followers like skyrocket from that? So I mean, I like. Like, went up by like two thousand, two thousand, or something. Yeah, like in ten, well, three minutes. Yeah, a lot of older, yeah, Karen, Sharon, Barbara's, Barbara's, uh, <laughs> a lot of them just must love the Today Show. And yeah. they wanted to adopt. A lot of them want to adopt us as um, friends' children. So you know, that's that's worked well with Cafe Forest. Because it was the Sunday, wasn't it? It was a Sunday morning Today Show. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a Sunday so morning. Today. It's the uh, yeah, yeah, it's mate. The old folk drinking tea, yep. not doing, not doing a whole lot other than twiddling their thumbs and probably knitting. 
Yeah, correct. Um, now, this is the last question for the cafe. Then we'll, we'll move on a little bit of the footy because you both uh, had the had the podcast, the Code Hoppers, so you can discuss a bit of footy with me. Um, there's a little rumour that one of you may have found love through the Cobard Cafe. Uh, so I just yeah, want yeah. I just want to throw it out to you two and you just discuss. Okay, so Sam, uh, Sam found love. Yeah, Sam has found love, which is which you know, it's good on him. He's bloody done well to find a you know, in isolation and in in during this time, he started the cafe and found love. Like, there's not many people who say that. <laughs> so she is actually a, a customer of the cafe now. Let's not tread lightly, girl. She's a fan girl. She's a fan the cafe, um, and the first fangirl that approached me, I just couldn't, couldn't say no. I, he just went, he dropped, dropped at the knees, you know. Yeah. Well, he just loved it. Yeah, so she's, 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 she's lovely. She, she is. So, she is. But Joshy over here, he's. Uh, so Josh has see what he's just done there. He's answered the whole question about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's going on to talk about himself. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mate. I was going to answer. Okay, you have, no, no, go, 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 um, you know, <laughs> we're on the hunt. We're on the small one, but like, actually, I'll just let let what comes to me, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's there's no rush, mate. There's no rush, uh, and yep. it's definitely shocking time. To, it, it's hard. It's hard to be doing it at the moment. Isolation doesn't present many opportunities to uh, to meet people. You're relying yep. solely on you know. A little bit of Instagram action here and there, and you know, that's a uh, tough game to play. I am, I am doing the odd like to a photo like four months ago, like a girl. <laughs> Just to that. get her attention. But I'm not getting any likes like that in return, anyway. That's okay, mate. I have I have confidence in you. I mean, you're twins. If one of you can can find the love through the covert, I think the other one can as well, can't they? Exactly right. Um, now we'll move on to to the footy because uh, it's been a pretty crazy season with the lockdown that we're in and, and COVID nineteen. Um, so Sam, Sam's Melbourne. Josh, yeah, you're Col- you're Collingwood. So five, yeah. so you, I feel like your teams have basically started off completely different in terms of yeah. form and then just done a complete switch. In the last couple of weeks, it is pretty much swapped. Sa- yeah. Sam, what have you made of the D's so far? Uh, it wasn't looking all that great early, um, but I think we we've definitely responded in the last month or so. Mind you, we haven't played the strongest of teams. Like we played a pretty poor North Melbourne and Adelaide, and we played a Collingwood. Right. It was pretty banged oh, up, Lord. which was completely fair. Very but I think the way we've actually played has been a lot better than the start of the season, and we've got a pretty fit list. Yeah, all bad. No, all gone. Well, that's um, all bad. Gone is out at the moment, and um, 
But I, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the weekend game against the Dogs. I think through the midfields, and and we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm a lot more uh, positive in talking about Melbourne than I was say five or six weeks. ago. I was going to say, how were you faring five or six weeks ago? Because there was a period there before the Adelaide game where there was talk that you know some people thought. It's the game you can't lose, but it wouldn't surprise them if you did and that heads were going to roll if that game yeah. was lost. Yeah, no, it was, it was so old. It's quite, like, as a Melbourne supporter, you're not, uh, you know, you're not foreign to these sort of situations. So um, we've been in worse positions since I've been back and forth. Mate. But yep. I don't know, it's just because the list is so good or it's pretty good on paper that, People, and we made a prelim two years ago that people probably expect us a lot higher up and playing more consistently. But I think we're starting to see that now. If we win against the Dogs, then we really set ourselves up. Yeah, win against the Dogs and your, your, your finals hopes are really strong. What are you, yeah, you're sitting yeah, eighth at the moment and then a win on the weekend really puts you in a good spot. We don't, we don't get ahead of ourselves down the start. <laughs> A couple of years ago, Fury supporters got ahead of yourself. 100% they did. Yep. Especially one in Nevis. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention. We used to do the, the code offers with. Um, he was, he is just, he's, he's got better. He's got a lot better. Yeah, he's got a lot better. But he used to be shocking. I think yeah. it's because he's allowed to drink through the game now. He's got a lot better. <laughs> he's a typified Melbourne supporter this bloke, Matty Nevis. Yeah. Um, he drank straight shots during the game. Yeah. Really? Straight shots. Yeah, or shimmer, shimmer, regal. Yeah, with a bit of eye. Yeah. Oh, that, that could be not. That could not be more of a stereotype if it tried. That's unbelievable. All I need is cheese platter. I understand the. I understand the pain of a Melbourne supporter though, because before Richmond's good period from 2017 onwards, you could never let yourself get ahead of yourself with Richmond because they were just going to let you down at some point. They're just going to, you know, come back and stab you straight in the back. You know, yeah. Like I did the same show. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Josh, same question for you yep. with Collingwood. So, um, round one, and, you know, for most of the season, I had Collingwood just about as my premiership favourite. The way you dismantled the dogs in round one was ridiculous. Um, yep. Injuries, as, as it seems What's to be, that? as per usual for you guys in the last few seasons, have you seen... The season to date. Uh, there was a there was a game. I forget what game it was. It was like a Friday night. It might have been like two or three weeks. Well, I think yeah, the Geelong game. And I'm like, we are. Yeah, I'm like, we're going to win. Not win the flat. I'm like, we are red hot here. Like we're going going really well. Like the defence is strong, even with how out for that week. Um, Moore was killing it. Um, and I was really, really optimistic because uh, Taylor Adams and that, and like Pendles is like in, was in career best form, nearly just about. Like he was just dominating, and then all of a sudden, it's just gone to shit. Really, like the injuries, mate. Like the injuries, you can't, you can't cope. I would like to see any team in the competition have injuries to like Pendlebury, who's in their top five, Howe top five, Dugowie top five. Law, not a big fan. Um, <laughs> more been out. Um, who else has been out? Someone up forward. Uh, and then even even the the fringe guys who get in, like an Isaac Quainer, hurts himself. Injured, injured. 
injured. In- so instantly. I was just like, like you, can't, you can't cop it over that many injuries. And you can't, especially with these short turnarounds. No way. The, no way. The, like, the turnarounds have, are crazy. I, I know. I used to be like one of the biggest critics, uh, Taylor Adams. But if we had 22 Taylor Adams, yeah. like, he's tough as. He's, he's a good player. Been in superb form, but you, you mentioned you're not Adam Trelaw's biggest fan. Uh, the kicking efficiency for Adam is a is an issue, and it's an issue. It's an issue for a lot of players, a lot of the star players in the midfield, especially. I don't love bagging players, AFL or AFL players, because they're just elite. Like they're unbelievable. Yeah, correct. they're unbelievable what they do. They're the best at their job. Um, but like, I just think he could be such a better player if. He didn't always get rid of it and transfer pressure as quickly as he does. But like, I reckon he's so like the the, the thing you think of when you think sure is like running, bouncing, kicking goals from fifty, and like doing his little dish on the on the on the wrist. Like mm-hmm. I love seeing that when Shaw's done that. I reckon I've seen him do it for like six or seven months. Yeah, yeah, for like a year. So I just love seeing him when he's in top flight, when he's running, bouncing, carrying the ball, not trying to get one two. Yeah. So I, I just like to see that. Again, because I just think he can be so much more explosive and effective when he's doing that. Yeah, I definitely. He's got all the traits that you know the stars like a Dangerfield, a Dusty, yeah. and you know Petrarca's the same. He's got all the traits of what a, a star is in the midfield in the AFL at the oh, moment, yeah. and it's just uh, it's just about all, I don't know. It's consistency or just maybe it's just the I focus think- for every, sort of you know. Every minute of the game, almost. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's not quite there. You can't get a run of it, like injury wise. Yeah. Like he just plays four, misses three, plays five, misses four. Yeah. Like he, he just can't get a run on it with injury. And like, yeah, any level, if you don't get a good run of it, especially here, he's a power. Yeah. So I just don't think he's got confidence in his body. So. Um, we'll see what happens towards the end of the year. But in all honesty, I can't see us making the top eight. No. So do do you think that the do you think that the top eight is done? Because I, I'm, I'm with Collingwood. I'm always I'm giving them. I'm putting them in my top eight until it's mathematically not possible for them to make it. Yeah, but Matthew, you got to also take into account like the reason why Collingwood and teams like Collingwood and Richmond are so good usually is because they play in front of massive home crowds. They get that home crowd advantage. Yeah, and that's just not going to happen at the moment. So. You know, in other seasons, I would say, yeah, 100%. Like, they'll probably have the last five or six games at the G where there's going to be 70,000, 80,000 Collingwood supporters. But it's going to be a lot trickier now when they're playing in hubs up in Queensland. Well, I think, Nashie, this is Josh here. I think that... So the Cats are always first to third, right? They're always first, second, third, right? Like, all, all year, every year. But I've never rated them to like win big finals for some reason. Like you know how you just have that thought about some teams. Yeah. This year's completely different. Like I rate them very highly. I yeah. just reckon they're like all yeah. playing like career best footy just about. Their their B graders are playing at the top at a top level for their for their sort of They season. don't have as many passes. They don't have any weak links really. Like they really don't except maybe they're in the rough. But like I think they can cover that with Glissards and like how athletic he is because and like I just want to see the Kababalit get back in there because I reckon he could be dangerous come prelim final time. Like just pick him up forward, leave him down there with the big tomahawk, let him do their thing and just like, you know, we're talking 
We're talking MJ and Scotty. Just yeah. get them down there. Yeah, I I have been the last, especially the last sort of three weeks. I've been thinking the same thing. They look, it's it's a lot of footy. I think it's almost a look and a persona you have. So Port Adelaide had a persona for most of the year where they look so confident, even when they're down, they look so calm and confident in what they're doing. And Geelong is that as well. So they, yeah. they I haven't seen them frazzled at all. Even like that West Coast game um, that they lost. That almost gave me confidence yep. in them because yep. they look confident yep. in what they're doing. You know, the back back line's strong and sturdy. Tomahawk's in career-best form. Um, so I have a lot more confident, confidence in Geelong than I did the last sort of – since Dangerfield got there, which was, what, 2016. You just got to look at their percentage as well. Like, they're, they're streets ahead of anyone. Their defence is so well set up. They, their midfield is so good. Um, you know, Dangerfield can go and rest forward as much as he likes. And then, I don't know, it was just like different. I think when I, when they played against St Kilda a few weeks ago, it was literally like men against boys. That's how yeah. I was. When, when I looked at the TV screen, it was just like they were too big for them, too fast, too strong. Yeah. They had they have a bit of, you know, I mean, you look at the Dangerfield and the Salwood compared to just – just this pure size of them. They just look bigger than everyone else in the midfield. Yeah. They have that sort of, you know, you look at Geelong in the sort of seven, eight, uh, seven, nine, eleven years, Brisbane in the early 2000s. Everyone just looked bigger, bigger in their team and just looked like men playing against boys yeah, yeah. every right. time. You're right. Yeah, you're right. 100%. I, yeah, if I was to put money on anyone right now, if I had to, it would be Geelong. Uh, it'd be Geelong. Yep, yep. Um, it's like their way. Yeah, so... So you're both going with Geelong. I'm probably leaning. Um, it depends on where the grand finals played because if West Coast, if it's at Optus Stadium, mm. I don't see a world where West Coast isn't at least in the grand final. So I'm probably leaning towards West Coast. I'm still, still think my Tigers are a very good chance uh, as yeah, well. But, once we get a few guys back, yeah, I'm pretty sure West Coast have to go back to the hub. I, I want to see if they took it up again. That was just they took it up that much over there. They at did. The, at the, like, it was just pathetic, if you're really honest. Like, and I can understand you're not with your family and that, but, like, uh, most of the Melbourne teams have seemed to adjust. And mm-hmm. the other per like, Fremantle didn't soak it up as much. Adelaide and that, when they were up there, they didn't soak it up as much. It was like West Coast had this thought of themselves that they didn't have to do it. And I want to see them try and do it again. So are they going to have to do the hub again? Pretty sure they might have to match. I, I don't know if they're going to allow teams in Perth for for too much longer. Okay, that's so just, that's the sure. thing. I, my my premiership tip is is so it it rely it's relying on where the game's going to be played because I think from what I've heard, you know, home final is going to be a thing. So Port, if they have a home final, they'll get the home final just flying and out. Yeah. Um, you know, same with Brisbane, obviously, and then I'm not sure about West Coast. But then, if the yeah, grand final yeah. is played in Brisbane, then you know, I'm leaning towards Brisbane almost because home ground advantage with the crowd—that's definitely a thing. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't trust. It's kind of like their biggest talking point. I, I don't trust Brisbane's big forwards and I'm a bit worried about Charlie Cameron. His name. Yeah, but he. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be fine, but. I just don't trust Hitwood and McStay, um, McInerney enough. Like you just, they're like Geelong's defence would just destroy them. 
so Harry Taylor. Yep, yeah, I I agree with that, and I have put a piece up on the On the Pine website about Ben Brown because of the rumours that he might be traded, and I put Brisbane in, as a possible landing spot because I don't. I've got I, I trust Hitwood enough. I feel like he is fine. I don't trust McStay though. So I imagine putting Ben Brown next to Hitwood takes the pressure off Hitwood plenty, and then but also takes the pressure off Brown as well because Hitwood has to take a good defender. What do you what do you think of a Ben Brown addition to the Brisbane Lions next year? Uh, may I say, what do you think about a Lance Franklin addition to the Brisbane Lions next year? Pardon? Why is no one talking about Buddy leaving oh, Sydney? Wow. Well, what point is there that Buddy's up in Sydney? Tell I, me now. Okay. Yep. I don't why mind that. Why can't he go up to Brisbane for a year or two? Cool. They pay half his contract, cool. and he's the, he goes back to a team that's going to be top four, regardless of, of anything. And he's been playing with the likes of Lockie Neal. Um, have you been here, man? No, Hugh McCluggage, Jared Berry, all those types of players. Try and win a flag. And, um, yeah, go, go and kick his 30 or 40 games. Yeah. You've heard it here first, mate. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> this I don't is know. a hot take, and I like it. But I'm just saying, hey, I'm just saying, I like this. This is, that's not calling him Stephen A. Time, time, time goes this, match. Right? <laughs> this is, so, and as well, you got to think. So, Franklin, he doesn't but have to come back to honest. Melbourne, doesn't have to be in the, in the bubble that is Melbourne, gets to stay in Brisbane, <laughs> away from all the shit. You can go live in Noosa. Like, yep. Noosa. Just sit up there the hour a day. Because you got to think, would you rather Ben Brown as a Brisbane supporter or Lance Franklin? And well, what the yeah. Ra- I mean, what the you're, t- you're like, taking Buddy. Real Gabbatois then, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're great. I, I, watch this space. I like that. And I think Sid, it would be something that Sydney would, would want to look at based off their, you know, the age demographic of their list. How much his contract is, all those things. I like it. And Brisbane are in the in the window. They need some some top ups. They need a star. They need a star. Love it. Okay. Uh, now before we finish, uh, give us each of you give us your top four grand finalist or whoever's going to be playing Geelong in the grand final according to you two, and then obviously Geelong premiers. Um, look, it's, it's hard to say, Nash, but I will have a look at the ladder. So I think the top four is pretty much set. I think St Kilda could slip in there, and which would be sweet. I'd love to see the same as in there. Hard to say. But I reckon it's going to stay the same, but I reckon Geelong will end up on top. Geelong will end up on top. I reckon West Coast may end up second, and then it's a coin toss between Port and who's the other one in there? Um, Brisbane, Port and Brisbane, I reckon. Port and Brisbane might, I reckon, might go to three and four. And then no, I think and then Geelong West Coast up the top. Geelong West Grand Final, uh, Geelong West Coast Grand Final. Geelong West Coast running that Geelong wins and Danger gets the medal, uh, but maybe not the norm. He'll, he'll get a premiership medal, but we're going to go the old school war in Joel Salwood. For the norm, I think I think that Richmond could still make it pretty pretty comfortably. Um, I I'm think sure it could be a Richmond. I think Richmond Geelong grand final, and I think that I did say Geelong would win it 
because I can't see Richmond beating. Mm. Let's say Geelong wins it and Salwood just does a Salwood game. Yeah. And just wins the Big, final. big Joel Salwood fan, too, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Joel Salwood fan also. He's, uh, he probably should have a Norm Smith already. I reckon it was 09, I reckon, or 11. 09. 09, was it? Yeah, he was just about best on. He was sick. All right, but, last uh, few spots for the top eight then. Who do you who do you see? Do you have it as what it is now? Do you see, you know, the Giants sneaking back in there? Uh, so the Giants are like, you know, to take it back to cafe terms, like you're looking forward to this latte, like strong latte that you've ordered right now. So you're like, one's on a workout in the morning, go to this cafe, everything's going well for you, order a latte, strong, extra warm, and it just comes out cold. Yeah. Like that is just a yeah, like they're this, they're, you know, everything about them is so good except the delivery, the final delivery, yeah. and like the, the final outcome. And it's like, what's going on here? What's happening behind the barista machine there? Yeah. Like, it's, it's disappointing. I think it's a bit hard to say until we see the Melbourne Doggies game this week, Nash. Because I, I think the winner of that, yeah. The, I mean, the Melbourne Doggies game, I think the winner of that solidifies themselves in the top eight. And I can't. See Collingwood making it. I'm no, not they're, they're too banged up. No, we're either done. it's going to be GWS, Doggies, and Melbourne. Uh, it's going to be two of those sides. I believe we'll take Collingwood's spot. Yep. It's, uh, it's a great analogy you have for the Giants because it has all the makings of being an, an enjoyable experience drinking the latte. Yeah. It has all the, make, has all the ingredients you need, and then yeah. it comes out cold. Yeah, or they're doing their coffee or something yeah. like that. It's, yeah. Just, it's, it's, yeah. it's an one. I, th- I think, uh, I mean, the percentage helps. So I'm leaning towards Melbourne having a spot in there. And then yep. I'm I'm going to give – I have faith in the Giants. I have faith that they'll s- just slide into an eight. Uh, and maybe Collingwood will fall out. Depends on their injuries, though. If they can get them, get them back, but then you've got to hit yep. form as well. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to take on for Collingwood. Have- they just need Toby Green. I'd love, to see, I'd love to see Melbourne play West Coast again in a prelim. That was an absolute stinker last time. And so it's absolutely good to happen again. That Melbourne. would be funny. There, there'd be that some mental be demons there battling for sure. That was, oh, I like it. I like what you've like you done there. That's very smart of you. Unintentional, yeah. but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, boys, I've taken way more of the time than I had originally told you. Uh, that we're going to discuss, but it's been yeah. great to have you on. Uh, uh, and I thank you for coming on and, and, and joining. You're, you're the first proper guest. So I've had guys on to discuss some NBA, but you're the first guest that I've had and we've made it all about you for the episode. So congratulations. Well, yeah, there's nothing Josh loves talking more than about himself. He's very happy. I'd love to. Thanks, for having us. No worries, boys. We are, well, we, I'll look forward to... Hopefully, post lockdown, we can have a, a couple of beers at, at the North Britain. That's all I'm hanging out for at the moment. Chook pen, uh, the Chook Pen. Um, shout out to to the North boys out there. Uh, we'll yeah, get back yeah, to the Chook Pen soon. Time. See you tomorrow night, actually, on the Zoom call. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, there. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, boys, and uh, we will chat soon. No worries, mate. All the best.